Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me for this episode of One Mike Night. This upcoming episode is about a man named Bold Bunny, who has a nonprofit organization in Sarati, Uganda, which is in the eastern part. And we're talking about his story on how he brings together the youth, specifically young women, the concentration on young women, to empower them to go out into society and be profitable and productive and self-sustaining. Um, he's a man who brings together music, uh, the youth, education, and a faith-based organization which helps provide the sense of community and family to help create a stronger city and country. Now, some of the challenges that we face as you're watching this video podcast, um, the reception for the internet wasn't that great. So we don't have him on video, but we do have the audio. So you'll see some images, but uh, you'll see his name across the screen. Those are one of the challenge. That's one of the challenges that he faces. Now, uh, Uganda is a very um, impoverished. Uh, he lives in an impoverished area. So any support that um, he receives is by donation, you know, and private donations to help fund uh, his nonprofit organization. So as you listen to his story, I hope you uh, enjoy and I hope you're enlightened. And I hope that you can make a global connection with him. And this is one of many of our My African Life series as one Mike Knight partners with Global Lighthouse Studios. And we hope to make a connection across the world. So sit back, enjoy, and listen to the story of Bold Bunny in 116 Uganda. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of One Mike Night, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people on their journey, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in life and the business. How do we connect people? How do we connect the human experience? Well, today we're going to be doing just that. We're taking a trip across the world to Africa. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode and sit tight because we're meeting a man today who goes by the name of Bold Bunny and he has an organization called 116 Uganda. That's right, we're going to Uganda. We're going to be talking about the human experience, education, and life. So I want to welcome him to the show. Welcome, Bold Bunny. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for spending some time with us and uh, clearing out your schedule for us. So, um, listen, <clears throat> I have lots of questions for you. <laughs> it's okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. You're ready, all right. Well, the first question is, who is Bold Bunny? Let us know who you are. Okay, Bold Bunny, um, the born of Uganda, and it's in Uganda, that is the sub-region. And I'm the founder of One Christ in Uganda, which the foundation I started that was in 2020 during the early lockdown in Uganda. And I'm the 
I'm the primary a primary school teacher. I do teaching, and at, at the same time, I'm a religious leader, or I'm the youth leader in my local church, where I lead youth services and uh, preaching and other things. And we do the community work as the as Bulboni and my team. I'm the firstborn in my family, mm -hmm. so I can say. So being the firstborn, what does that what does that mean? What does that entail? For you, being the firstborn means to me like have to have, have to carry the responsibilities of my younger siblings. I have to take the care of the family because we don't have our dad. We lost our dad when I was young, so I'm like the caretaker of the family most times. Means like I'm just like the current dad because all the things they look up to me. I see. So I, I hear I hear some of the kids in the background there. Tell us. Um, well, before we do that, give us a little background on what uh, Uganda is. Where, where are you located in Uganda? We are located in Uganda, in eastern Uganda, in a region called Teso sub-region, and a district called Soroti district. Okay. And now we know, you know, Uganda is in East Africa, and we know that, what, what, is, yes. what is Uganda known mostly for? How does the income come from the country? Do you know? Uganda is mainly known as the part of Africa and the main source of income most the majority of the population gets their income through agriculture and then the small population gets their income through business. Business and agriculture. Okay. Yes. It's also known, I know, you know, as far as a, maybe a tourist destination for having, uh, is it known for gorillas too? There's like a gorilla. Um, Mountain gorilla. Uh, the gorilla, the mountain gorillas for yeah. tourism. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we know about it here a lot. Okay, Uganda. When it comes like Uganda is known for tourism because you have the longest river in the, in Africa, that is River Nile, originates yes. in Uganda. That's right. You have the second largest lake in the world, that is Lake Victoria, is based in Uganda. Okay. Yes. Got it. So I know that Uganda has about. Uh, 45 about what 45 million people or so yes okay and it's you know it's known like the economy there is not so great so you have a lot of people who are you know considered poor and i think what you're doing is you're helping to you know in that that poverty through what your your organization does Tell us a little bit about what your organization does.
Yeah, Uganda is well known for being poor and basically in eastern region where I'm located in and northern Uganda, whereby 90% of the population desperately are poor. And in eastern Uganda, where I stay in, is basically the main thing for economic activities, agriculture. And over the past five years, what I can say, the agriculture has been relatively failing most of the farmers. Like basically this year, most farmers haven't chilled so much from agriculture, meaning they haven't got enough they haven't got much harvest that can help them sustain their families, that can help them get some money when they sell it. Now, our foundation does a lot of activity where we're trying to see how we can help the youth gain the, get income in the future. We're looking at how we can empower the teens and the youth in the community so they can be able to start up their, their small businesses whereby they can run and get some capital or some money that can improve their lives and the lives of their family members and the community at large. And we are looking at we can empower the youth who are at school so they can stay at school because our region basically has been well known for early marriages almost on daily, we, on a weekly basis, can get a report of two or three people, youngers have been forced to marriage in the last years. But we are trying to move out to schools to talk to the girls and talk to the parents and the community that early marriages isn't something good. So you find that the rare cases have been trying to reduce a little bit. Like you said, I shared in our Twitter handle of the video whereby there's some parents are trying to force a young girl to get married. That was yesterday. I see. So, so we're trying to we are trying to tell parents that it's good to educate their girls so end of the day they can come and do something important to the community including, like you said, making small businesses or finding some sort of financial income to, you know, yeah. help, yeah, help uh, release them from the, the poverty, extreme poverty. Now, I was, I was reading somewhere that um, about 69% of the population lives on less than, you know, one U.S. dollar a day. And the majority of that is, is actually spent on food. So that's, that's pretty extreme, you know, at least by the you know, world and the U.S. standards. And that yeah. rent is about uh, 2,500 shillings. Is that correct? Limps like one dollar is around, yeah, it's basically that is, but what I can say is more than 16%, because when you come in the reality, maybe around 40% lives below one, gets to one dollar in a day. And the majority can maybe in a month get less than even ten dollars if you like to compare, which is really worse. Wow. Wow. That's pretty extreme. Now, how are you how are you educating, you know, the people? How are you first of all, how are you getting the people? I, I imagine I also read that uh, a lot of the uh, poverty from Uganda comes from the extreme rate, like you said, of having kids, you know, people being forced into early marriages. So the rate of, you know, children for the economy is increasing. So that's what's sending a lot of people into the poverty. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to change that whole narrative by education, right? Yes. Okay, basically, we do music. Mm -hmm. So we, we tell the youth and the, the teens to compose some songs to educate you. So they tell their parents the importance of educating, producing few children, or importance of using family planning, 
So they can be able to produce the children they're able to take care of. other song which are encouraging the youth to go and do some works and we move out to the community we, we mobilize the youth we meet them in one group or in some school we talk to them it's we train them some business skills we guide them out to run some businesses and when you get you get some help we can be able to give them some capital and they set up small businesses so at the end of the day they're able to get some capital to run their lives and improve their lives I like that. So you're teaching them music and you're teaching them in the songs, the lyrics of the songs are, are empowering about education, about uh, relationships, peace, you know, things like that, right? Yes. And to believe in yourself and, you know, uh, religion, to have faith and hope and how to make your life That's better. So those are the lyrics of the songs that they're writing, that they're doing and performing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Where does where does your uh, where does your funding come from? Where do you are you you're a nonprofit organization, right? You're a nonprofit organization, right? Yes. How do you how do you basically? I, I try to move. Out. I try to look out. I try to move out on asking from friends so they can be able to help us to give us what they can get some funds from. So we can do sometimes fundraisers and we get some money. Mm -hmm. And we at times do agriculture because we try, as I said earlier on, our main economic activity is agriculture. So we at times plant some few crops and when time of harvest, we harvest them and take to the market and get some income that can help us run activities and other things. I see. But our main income comes from the donations from the people who can help us run activities. Okay. Um, is it is it mainly from people in your area, or have you have people from the outside country started to help you a little bit, or how can we help you? How can the world help you? How can the globe help you? Of recent, it has, it has been from people outside my country because currently our country hasn't been able to support a lot because where right in where I'm in right now, there's a lot of famine. 
and we find that most people survive in a day with one meal, some people go out without food. So they can't have even anything to support the activities of such kind currently. We find that most people are totally unable to support behind here. So we try to move out outside Uganda to see, can see how we can be able to get more funding. I see. Yeah, so the funding <clears throat> doesn't come from there pretty much. It, it, it's, it's too difficult yeah. for people to do. Okay. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm wondering, you know, how we can, uh, I guess you can tell me later and we can put it in the notes of the episode, how we can contact you and where we can make donations to your cause. I know you have a YouTube channel. I've taken a look at your, your YouTube channel. So I've seen some of the work that you've done and some of the work that the people associated with you have done. And it's, it's fantastic. It's empowering, okay. you know, and it's, it's the messages you have are great for the kids and, you know, people in the community. It's a fantastic thing. Thank you so much. Yes. How do you, what's the, what's the process for you when you're making the music? Do you have a studio? How are you recording the music and writing the lyrics and things like that? Tell us about the process. Yes, we have a studio currently. We record our songs from. Okay, but last year I partnered with the Keeping the Blues Alive and they gave us $1,000. We were able to purchase some music equipment and we opened up a small music studio. Much as you are looking more fun, so we can get more equipment to help us upgrade the studio so we can able to produce more quality music and we're looking at more funding so we can be able to get a video camera where we can be able to record our videos in every activity we are doing in but basically we record our music from our own studio right now i like that okay and when it comes when it comes to lyrics i i made the youth and i i first go through the lyrics like okay if the lyrics okay we recorded then some communities reach out to me like, here is, here is my song. You also feel like I want to record from your studio. And if I say like the message is good for the community to consume it, yeah, we help them to record at a free cost. Okay, that sounds good. Now, I know you've, you've linked up with some uh, people across the globe already. I know uh, specifically the David Z Foundation, who has been on the show before. They're a great organization. Do these, yeah. you, you've created a great community. Has that helped you in some way? Have those organizations helped you in some way? Yeah, I met with the David Z Foundation this very year. And by then we had some, we had a shortage of the music, the studio speakers. Okay, they're a great organization. And they helped me with this, some $700. Beautiful. Yes. Now, are, are you only are you only doing music as an art or are there other things that you do um, with your organization? Are you doing visual arts like painting, uh, things like that? Or are you concentrated mostly on music? We do various activities. We do music, then we do the community charity outreaches whereby we see, like currently we are trying to see our best. We can be able to get some food relief to the community and we give out. Then we have the project empowering the girls, whereby we move out to the schools and give out the parts to the school girls. Then we do the paintings of the arts, arts where we do, do some drawings and we paint them. How has the, how has the 
the pandemic, when did, when did you start? You started right at the beginning of the pandemic, right? 2020, you said? Yes. Has that, uh, have you been doing any virtual sessions with anyone? Have you had artists or musicians come on and help you uh, help empower the kids or people through virtual sessions? Yeah, we have been having with the local local community around us, whereby some artists come and feel like they want to see, and they help us empower our times, move out together with them, and we learn in the very various things with them. Okay, we can let's you and I we can speak about that afterwards. Maybe I can you know help you find some people to come on virtually and uh, you know do some music or do some art painting. With, with your kids, with the community there. Okay, that would be, be much appreciated. That would be great, right? Okay. Yeah, it would be much great for us. What, what would you like us to know about what you're doing? What's the, what's the most important thing you would like us to know about what you're doing? Okay, basically what you're doing is like to help the humanity who are not able to have hope, get some hope. And we are trying to see how we can help all the youth move out from the poverty in Uganda or in Eastern Uganda. That's why you try to move out always here and there to see can get some funding to help them have some business ideas and maybe get some funding so they can start their small own businesses. As I said earlier on, most of the youth have been here mocked as being idle, whereby most of them have turned out to gambling, being drug addicts. And end of the day, they become wasted and something is denied. So we have been trying to see how we can change up the situation or the state of the youth by coming up with encouraging them to do some businesses so they can change their lives and improve their economic status and their families. Then we are trying to see how we can tell the community that it is important to educate every girl and it's not good to force girls to marry when they are still young. Because most parents, they force their girls to get, to get married when they are still young so they can be able to get some money, maybe for feeding, maybe for taking care of the family, and just small, small things. And they don't foresee the future of why it is important for the girl to be at school because they believe if you educate the girl, tomorrow she'll become someone important in the community. Like currently in Uganda, the vice president is a female and the speaker is a female. So I always give that example to the young girls and to the, to the community and the parents so that a girl can be someone important tomorrow in the future and in the world if you educate her. Yes, I like that. Female yes. empowerment is always a good thing. Empowerment is a good thing, but definitely, you know, like you said, in your community and in across the world, empowering young women to you know take a place in this world because they have as much to offer as men yes i believe that basically what is uh what's the percentage of of women or young girls in your in your school in your training is it larger than the, the boys the men yeah got some more than boys in who i'm in and the age is ranging between 13 to 20. 13 to 20, okay. Yes. Okay, very good. So one last thing, how would you, how do we get in touch with you? How can we reach out to you and how can we help you? 
You can reach out to me through my email, that is boldbonnie8 at gmail.com, or you can go to our Twitter handle, 116Uganda, or someone can come, can inbox me on my WhatsApp, that is it, plus 256-78-69-55692. Then maybe for the help, you can reach out to our PayPal, that is still boldbonnie8 at gmail.com. Very good. And I'll have all that information in the notes of this episode. So Bold Bunny, yeah. I want to thank you for your time. And we will talk outside of this because I definitely want to help you. And everyone who's listening to this podcast episode, please, if you can help. Um, it doesn't always have to be money. If you are an artist, you can reach out and help virtually. This is around the world. You don't have to be in Uganda. You don't have to be in the United States. You can be across the world. If you can reach out and help, maybe do a, a Zoom session and, you know, painting or music or anything along those lines, money is des- definitely necessary and and, and uh, not necessary, but, but needed. Um, but anything you can do to help this organization to make the world a better place because we all have a human experience we all need a human connection and we're all trying to empower each other to be successful and make the world a better place so thank you bold bunny for your time and um we will talk after this episode and thank you everyone for listening to this episode of one mic night you can find us at one mic night o-n-e-m-i-c-n-i-t-e on all digital platforms if you're listening to the audio or you can watch us on YouTube on our One Mic Night channel. You can follow me at Marcos Luis, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. I'm on all social media at Marcos Luis. And I want to thank you guys for all listening and being a part of this episode and this journey, making a global connection. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.